Welcome to the Sobity Chat Podcast. If you are new and welcome back if you are a regular and a part of the fam. My name is Fatima and the Sobity Chat is a self-care community and podcast designed to empower women through faith-infused resources, mental health support, coaching, and wellness events. So before we dive in, let's chat about a few ways that you can support the show. The first way is by subscribing wherever you are listening. The second way is to share with a friend. If you think that this episode or this show will provide value to their lives, please go ahead and drop them that link. The third way is to rate and review via iTunes or wherever you're listening, but iTunes is probably the most primary source where my listeners come from. So make sure you head over there and leave a comment about why you like the show and leave a rating. And then finally is by submitting your questions via email, which is sobdchat at gmail.com, my personal Instagram, Fatima underscore farmer, or by sending a voice message right here on Anchor if that's where you're listening. So without further ado, let's get into today's show. Hello, beautiful people. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about 10 self-care practices that you can implement to help you deal with the chaos in the world. So, I felt compelled to make this podcast because there's a lot happening right now. Um, I'm recording this on May the 30th, so there's currently protests happening all around the world right now due to the... um, injustice that has been going on for centuries um, towards black people and there's just a lot happening and it can feel very uh, taxing on us emotionally physically spiritually and mentally at times and I just wanted to create um Or share some of the things that I have been doing. Really, that's all I'm doing is sharing some of the the self-care practices that I have been doing that can possibly help you. Um, I did a little uh, question and response thing on my Instagram the other day asking people what they wanted to talk about. And, you know, the topic of just being black in America right now came up a lot and I don't necessarily feel as though my platform is the space to have those conversations. However, um, I do feel like if you feel compelled to have those conversations, that you should find those communities that are having those conversations. And I hope that these self-care practices can just aid you in your day-to-day maintenance of yourself as you are, you know, participating in these conversations, starting these conversations, um, and even whatever action you're taking, if that's joining movements, if that's protesting, if that's signing petitions, um, whatever it is that you feel called to do. I just hope that these resources and practices act as support for you on your journey. That is my offering to the community right now. That's what I can offer. So the first thing that I want to share about uh, self-care practices that I have been doing first and foremost is therapy. Like I know you guys are probably so tired of me talking about therapy, but I am going to talk about therapy until I am blue in the face because it is effective and it really does help. And especially when things just feel so chaotic with the pandemic and with 
the protests and with just everything that's happening, it's just a lot of energy right now. A lot of negative energy, a lot of heavy energy, a lot of just really um, turmoil in this world. And therapy is one of those things that really has been acting as a guiding force for me um, with my mental health journey. Just having that once a week check in with my therapist and sometimes twice a week because you guys know if you've been following for a while that I have a physical therapist that I go to well not currently I I see her virtually or I talk to her on the phone but typically we would meet in person and then I also have the app faithful counseling and that's where I you know um talk to my therapist via chat or we'll schedule a video or a phone call but those are shorter meetings and they're I kind of use those as like check-ins throughout the week, whereas my uh, other therapy session is more um, because we have a longer relationship with each other. I use that to kind of go deeper into heavier themes that are coming up in my life to help me unpack those. So that's how I use therapy. You can, you know, find whatever works for you. Um, But that's currently how I'm using therapy and how it's assisting me in my self-care journey. The next thing I want to share are sound bath meditations. So um, sound bath meditation, I believe I talked about here on the podcast before. If not, I definitely talked about it on my YouTube channel. But it's basically working with sound energy as a form of healing your body. Um, The sound frequencies, there's so many different frequencies. You can look them up if you're interested. But there's so many different frequencies that connect with different parts of your body, different organs, different um, energy centers in your body, different chakras. I know how some people feel about chakras and all of that. Take what works for you, sis. As I always say, if it does not resonate with you, leave it where it is. But um, scientifically, you know, sound has been proven to heal our bodies, right? This is not necessarily a religious thing or a spiritual thing it can be but just scientifically you can research it and and see for yourself that sound has the ability to heal and sound bath meditations are you know facilitated by instructors where they use different things some people use sound bowls crystal sound bowls some people use um other type of devices to create sounds um I've experienced sound bath meditations in person. I also experienced them virtually. And um, when I was going through my breakup, that was something that I did every day that really did help me to move energy in my body. A lot of times we don't realize that the energy from the world or whatever we're going through personally is literally like trapped in our body, trapped in our tissues, trapped in our cells. And that creates Um, a ripple effect where it causes all these other issues. It causes, you know, disease, it causes stress, it causes different type of ailments and issues with your body. And doing something like sound meditation, it's just one of the ways that you can move that energy through your body and out of your body. Um, So if you're interested in learning more about that, two people that I would highly recommend is my friend Brittany. She has a podcast called The Everyday Intentions, and you can find her on Instagram at Brittany Shanice. That's C-H-E-N-I-S-E. She's also going to be on the podcast soon, so look out for that. Um, 
And I'll link her Instagram in the description if anyone wants to check it out. But she offers sound bath meditations. I'm not sure if she's currently offering them, but she's a facilitator that I trust because I've experienced her classes more than once. And then there's also um, Koya Webb. Koya Webb is a yoga and meditation instructor and a sound bath facilitator. Um, She also does breath work and she offers um, classes as well. And I will link the one that I listened to this morning, actually, um, that really helped me because I was feeling very heavy with all that's happening right now. So those are two people that I would highly recommend if this is something that's resonating for you. Okay. The third thing that I would recommend is TikTok. And I know you're probably like, girl, what TikTok? But if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I have been having myself a blast on TikTok lately, okay? Um, I decided to make my videos public because initially I was just doing it for myself. But I shared one on my Instagram story and I asked if people were interested in like, you know, watching TikToks, if you wanted to follow my page to see my shenanigans and people actually were into it. So I decided to make my videos public. It's really just videos of me learning these TikTok challenges, but it has been therapeutic for me. Um, I love dancing so much. It brings me so much joy. Um, I used to go to Zumba classes like multiple times a week when the gym was open. I actually was a Zumba instructor for a very short period of time in my life, (laughs) but I love dancing. Um, I was on like different teams when I was in school and cheerleading and stuff like that. So that's always been something that I've really enjoyed doing. And I think the older that I get, the more that I realize how therapeutic it is and how much for me, it connects with just like my childhood um, expression of myself when I was the most carefree, when I didn't have any worries, when I didn't have any stress. And when I'm dancing, that's how I feel. Like when I'm doing those TikToks, I'm literally just like in a bubble and I forget about all that's happening in the world. And I'm just having fun and I'm focused on learning and I'm focused on having a good time. And yeah, so if you're interested in, you know, if dance is something that is um, therapeutic for you and something that you enjoy doing, TikTok. It's a great way to get that out of your system. Um, So I just wanted to share that. Also, as a bonus, something else that I wanted to share is this app called Smule. And it's kind of like TikTok, but it's karaoke. It's like you can basically do karaoke with different people. You can join like essentially like a group chats and, you know, people can sing. It's really cool. It's like a cool way to connect with people, especially at a time like this. I've had the app for years, but I feel like especially at a time like this is a cool way to connect with people with similar interests. They have all types of music. So Smule is another app that I would suggest if you are someone that likes singing rather than dancing Um, or get both. But I'm going to let you know right now, I'm not making my Smule public. Okay. So don't try to find me. don't catch me outside. Like, no, this mule will, will go with me to my death <laughs> because baby girl, these vocals. Mm. And to think I wanted to be a singer when I was nine. Mm. So glad that didn't work out. Anyway, the fourth tip that I want to share is warm baths with Epsom salts and essential oils. So I have not had a warm bath in probably a few months. So I feel kind of, uh, 
like a hypocrite giving you guys this tip, but I love baths. I love baths so much. And it's just a way to just feel like this warm, comforting embrace. Like that's kind of how I think about it sometimes is like when I'm getting in the bathtub, it's like I'm giving myself a nice warm hug. And um, I was actually watching this video once and it talked about how scientifically when humans are craving comfort, um, gra- we gravitate to war- towards warm things. So like a warm cup of tea, which is something that I have every single day. I'm having one right now, actually. But a warm cup of tea or a nice warm bath, those are ways that we cope and comfort ourselves. And I thought that was so interesting because I do that all the time, but I guess I never connected the scientific part to it. Um, but yeah, warm baths with Epsom salts and essential oils. Now, Epsom salts have magnesium in them. So I would encourage you to, you know, make sure that your body is okay with that. Because I know everyone has different health conditions, but um, it really does help to relax the muscles in your body. It relieves pains and aches. Um, it's really beneficial if it's something that works for your health and um, lifestyle. So look into it if you haven't tried it before. They also make Epsom salts that have essential oils infused into them. You can find Epsom salts at any like major drugstores, like a Target, a CVS, anything like that. You can find Epsom salts. Um, However, I usually like to add my own essential oils because I find sometimes that the Epsom salts, when they have all that stuff in it, it's like heavily fragrance and fragrances can be linked to a lot of health conditions long term. So, um... Like, and when I say fragrances, I mean, like, if you look at the back of something and the first ingredient is like fragrance, that that's like an artificial chemical used to make this fragrance. So like perfumes can be really bad for you. Like, you know, all the stuff that you see in Sephora and all of that, all those brands that sell those high end perfumes, those can actually be really, really toxic on your endocrine system. So just something to consider as a little side note. Um, But I usually when I'm making like perfumes or anything like that I actually use essential oils and when I'm buying stuff I'm buying stuff that's made from essential oils so that's a side note if you guys are interested in that let me know because I could rant about that all day long um but yeah those disrupt your hormones and could lead to a lot of issues so um over long periods of time I would not recommend constantly buying the Epsom salts that have fragrance in them I think if you're using it occasionally it's probably okay but being a person that enjoys taking baths, um, I try to lean towards the ones that are not fragrance, and then I add my own essential oils. And the oils that I really enjoy using are lavender, which is great for relaxation, reducing stress. Um, chamomile is also another one that's great for that. I also like to infuse in some type of citrus just because I love citrus smells and those are great for kind of the opposite, like energizing stimulation, but I just really like the smell. So I'll add something like grapefruit, I'll add um, orange, sweet orange, and I'll add like lemon. Not all three, but I'll usually add one of them. And eucalyptus is something that I have been loving. Eucalyptus and tea tree are like two of my favorites. Tea tree is actually really great for inflammation. Like if you have like a cyst or a pimple or something like that, you can actually use it topically. Um, But if you do, just research it because you're supposed to dilute it. 
However, um, if you are using it in a bath, like eucalyptus especially is great for, especially right now at a time like this with this virus going around, it's like great for your respiratory system, for clearing you out if you have any mucus or blockage. Um, putting eucalyptus into your bath water can really help to just open up your sinuses. Um, I have not tried this, but when I was staying with a roommate when I first moved here, she used to have eucalyptus in the shower, like fresh eucalyptus. And I was just like, that's just such a great idea because the water kind of like activates it. Um, So that's something you can look into as well. But I highly recommend, you know, the baths with the Epsom salts and essential oils, but do your research, okay? Because not everybody is going to react the same way to essential oils and to Epsom salts. You may have allergies, you may have health conditions, so it's important that you do your research on these things. Okay, the next thing is tea, which I just got finished talking about. Um, having a warm cup of tea may seem simple, but again, back to that science of um gravitating towards warm things because it really does comfort us in moments of distress and it's kind of like giving yourself a nice warm hug so um teas are really great at a time like this i would also recommend drinking teas that will help you to just nurture your respiratory system nurture your your throat center nurture um that energy center of um you know using your voice and really just um being present, you know, because it's 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 easy sometimes at a time like this where there's so much happening to not be present and to feel like your voice is not heard and to feel like you can't make a change. So I think it's important that you um, incorporate different elements that will really help you to feel connected to your voice. So the tea that I'm currently drinking and what I have been drinking for a while, um, I laid off the matcha for a little while because one, I read, I ran out of creamer and when I went to the grocery store, um, I couldn't find a small container of, you know, the vegan creamer that I was using. And also I felt like that creamer was making me mucusy, even though it was non-dairy, it was coconut oil and I mean, coconut cream and almond milk. But I still felt like it was creating mucus, and that's a no-no for me. Anything that's creating mucus got to go. So I um, decided instead I used my matcha powder for my smoothies, and the tea that I have been drinking is elderberry. So I'm not sure if you've heard about elderberries, but elderberries are essentially um, nature's version of uh, antibiotic, cold, and cough syrup, Um, all that crap that they give you, I was going to say, excuse me, but no, not excuse me. It is crap. It's terrible for you. But all of the uh, medication that they give you, you know, if you have the flu or if you get a common cold, all that over the counter stuff, elderberry is essentially nature's version of that. If you are not onto elderberry, sis, bro, if you're a guy, (laughs) what are you doing? Like, please, please, please get yourself some elderberry again. I highly encourage you to research these things and I highly encourage you to, um, if you try to, to try with caution, because I recommended elderberry to someone a few years ago and they had a terrible allergic reaction to the point where like, I think they were in the hospital. So I'm not trying to be responsible for anybody's allergic reaction, 
um, due to trying out elderberry, know that anything that I'm recommending that is natural and herbs and from the earth could have some type of a reaction because it is medicinal. I think sometimes we forget that plants are truly healing and they have um, extreme benefits, but that also means that they come with side effects. You know, just like when you're taking your over-the-counter prescriptions and stuff like that, there are side effects. There are side effects to these herbs as well. So just be mindful of that when you are purchasing and consuming things that myself or anybody is recommending online. Um because oftentimes we are not nutritionists or herb or herbalists or we're just sharing things by trial and error. So you have to do your research and you have to use with caution. But elderberry is essentially um, the tea that I use. You can find this on my Instagram stories if you're interested. I have a whole highlight that's called um, wellness and I share my teas and stuff in there. Um, maybe I should make one that's dedicated just to tea. Hmm, maybe I'll do that. Um, but yeah. Check my, my Instagram highlights to see it if you're curious. But um, I use the dried berries and I put them into a little, um, what's those things called? It's like the little tea, I want to say diffuser, but I don't think that's what it's called. You know, the things that you sit over your cup and you pour the dry herbs or whatever into and then you pour the water in the cup. So I have one of those and um, yeah, I just allow the dry berries to soak in the water for a few minutes and the berries are so strong like I can put probably like a teaspoon of dried berries into the we're just gonna call it the diffuser since I don't know the name of it um into the diffuser and I can make at least two to three batches of tea like in mason jars so this stuff goes a long way like I've had the same bag literally for months now so um, that's something that I would highly recommend. It's anti-inflammatory, um, antibacterial. It is great for your respiratory system. It's great for, um, just soothing your throat. Like I promise you guys, I have a lot of issues with my ear, nose, throat area, or not so much my nose, but my ears and my throat. I always have. And, um, yes, for, I would probably say for the last week. I was having like a lot of soreness in my throat, a lot of pain, a lot of swelling. Like I could feel the pain in my ear. It felt like I was kind of getting an ear infection. And um, I was like, you know what? I have been slipping on my elderberry tea. Let me start drinking this. I drink probably like three or four cups in the morning and the swelling went down. The pain went down. And today I'm able to actually sit here and have a, a conversation like I've been talking on this podcast for I don't know how long now and I could feel a little tenderness but it's very subtle whereas yesterday and the day before like the few days before it was painful for me to talk so this truly works um do your research but it works if it's something that you're interested in it's it's especially great at a time like this where I said where the virus is happening and a lot of us feel like hopeless you know and like our voices are not being heard this is a great way to just nurture that area the sixth thing that I want to share is um, tapping into a creative outlet so I talked about singing and dancing a few other things that I want to talk about that I've been doing that have been so nurturing and healing for me is painting and poetry so um, I have gotten back into painting 
during the quarantine. It was something I used to do all the time as a kid. I would always paint. I would always draw. I would always color. Like I was always doing something creative. Like I'm talking about hours, guys. Like I would spend hours at the kitchen table after school just drawing, like drawing just for hours. Like even when I went over to my friend's house, sometimes I would be that friend that would be kind of like off to the side, just drawing while everyone else is talking and doing whatever I'm drawing. Um, so I was definitely that kid and I, I let that go. Um, probably around the time when I got into college, I guess mainly because like my focus just shifted. Like I, didn't necessarily want to be a designer anymore. If you guys didn't know that, I wanted to be a designer at one point, but I didn't want to be a designer anymore. And naturally, I just kind of started... You know what it really was now that I think about it? The reason why I decided I didn't want to be a designer was because I didn't feel like I was good enough. You know, I I was going to FIT, which is like one of the best, if not the best, fashion schools in the U.S. Um, and I just... I remember I had a... Uh, what's it called? I want to say an internship, but that's not what it's called. But it was like a job on campus where I worked in the fashion department. And I remember one of my assignments was to, you know, review all of the applications from the fashion students who wanted to um, get accepted. And I was looking through their designs and their works and their illustration. And I was just like, oh, my God, like because my plan was initially to transfer to fashion design. But then when I saw how good they were, I was like, I'm not this good. Like, I'm not going to get accepted into fashion design. And I remember, like, that was a part of my fashion design dreams dying. But it's fine because, you know, God had a plan. And um, that industry is not for me anyway. So um, nothing, no love lost there. But I definitely remember that I stopped because it kind of felt like I had to be an expert at it in order to do it. And... I just want to encourage you that you don't have to be an expert in order to do hobbies. I think that's why a lot of people don't have hobbies is because we we feel like we have to be experts at things in order to start or in order to just do it just for therapeutic reasons. And that's just not true. Like you can paint for yourself. You can sing for yourself. You can dance for yourself. Like I shared earlier with TikTok and Smule, like I do those things for myself. I don't do it for validation. I don't do it to share with other people. I don't do it to say, look at this cool thing that I created. It's like, I'm literally doing this simply because it brings me joy, not for any other reason. And if it happens to bring you joy too, like that's why I shared my TikTok because if it brings you joy too, cool. But my intention when I did it and when I'm doing it is always to bring myself joy first. So I would encourage you to keep that in mind when you're picking up creative hobbies. Maybe painting and poetry doesn't resonate with you, but if it does and you've been feeling um, resistant to doing it because you don't feel good enough or you don't feel like, you know, your work is worthy I want to kind of help you to shift that narrative and know that if you're doing it for yourself, it is good enough. If you're doing it as a part of your healing, it is good enough. If you're doing it as a form of self-care, it is good enough. So that is the sixth tip that I wanted to share. The next thing that I want to share right after I take this sip of tea is avoiding social media in the news. Now, this is something that I have personally been implementing for a very long time. You guys know, um, I think I shared on my YouTube channel that as a part of my um, healing from my breakup, I 
um, went on a detox. And in that detox, I included social media. Initially, my plan was to just mute everybody, but that was taking too long. So instead, I decided to unfollow everybody. And it's been the greatest decision that I could have made because like subconsciously, without even noticing it sometimes, I will go on social media and you probably do this too without even knowing why. Like you pick up your phone maybe to like check a message or read an email and then you end up on social media and you're like, how did I get here? And I notice now that I still do that. I do it a lot less, but I still do it. But when I do it, when I open my Instagram app and I literally only see the last photo that I posted and nothing else, I'm like, oh yeah, I wasn't even planning to come to Instagram. Not sure why I'm here, but let me just close this and continue doing what I was originally planning to do. So it's starting to shift like just my personal habits, but also at times like this right when everyone has something to say when you know people are showing videos of protesting videos of people being killed and people are expressing their outrage and their anger rightfully so right I'm not saying any of those things are wrong people have the right to do and express however they feel to but you don't have to witness it you don't have to watch it you don't have to listen to it yes it's important to stay aware of what is happening but you do not have to allow that stuff to come into your energetic space without any type of boundaries or control. You can limit when and where and how you want to receive this information. Um, I was about to go down a rabbit hole, but I'm going to pause on that. So you have the power to limit that. So maybe for you, that looks like muting certain pages or certain accounts. Maybe for you, that looks like completely deleting your social media altogether or temporary disabling it. You can decide what you need for yourself. But I think it's important that we realize that how you choose to receive information on social media is a choice. It's not just, this is just how it is. I have to see this because I'm here. The same with the news. You don't have to turn on the news first thing in the morning. Maybe that was a habit from when you were a kid. Maybe that's what your parents did. Maybe you're used to having something in the background, so you're just accustomed to it. But you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that to stay aware. You don't have to turn on the TV and sit and watch it or let it play in the background to stay aware. So what I do to stay aware. Um, Like I said, I don't follow anyone on social media. I rarely ever go to my explore page because the explore page again is out of my control. I don't know what's going to pop up at any moment. You know, I could see somebody getting shot. I could see somebody being hurt. I could see anything. So I try to avoid my explore page. I don't follow anyone. And what I like to do is there's certain pages that I follow for information. So I live in California, so I'm going to check, you know, the mayor of L.A. I'm going to check the governor of California. Um, those are places that I check every day to see, you know, the major updates with the virus and if there's any other things that I should know about. Something else that I do is a few times out of the week, I will check reliable apps for news. Um, reliable can look different for everyone, but some of the places that I like to check are the New York Times, um, CNN, and um, Apple has like a news uh, 
um, app where it just shows you a bunch of stories from different places. So a few times a week, maybe even like once a week, I would say, I go up there and I read the highlights of what's going on, right? And then on a day-to-day basis, I'm also on an app that's called Citizen. And that app shows me a lot about what's currently happening with the coronavirus, the spread, the numbers. Um, And that's something that I check probably like every other day. And it shows you based upon your location, but you can also see different locations. It also shows you what's just happening in your area, what's happening in the cities around you. So the riots and all of that, a lot of that has been up there. I choose not to kind of like go down that rabbit hole because I know that it's happening, but I more so want to pay attention to the important dates, right? So like, I know tomorrow, you know, the officer that murdered George is going to um, court. So like, that's something that I want to be aware of, but I don't want to be aware of the day by day accounts of what's happening with the riots because that creates anxiety in me that creates stress that creates a sense of hopelessness that cre- creates a sense of just fear and I don't want to exist like that on a day-to-day basis so I choose not to engage with that and I'm not saying that is right or wrong for you to engage or to not engage but I do feel like it, you have to take personal agency over yourself. You have to be responsible for yourself. We can't be responsible for what everyone else is doing, how everyone else is moving, how other people are showing up in the world. But you can be responsible for yourself and how you're going to choose to show up in the world and how you're going to allow outside things to come into your personal world. So take control over that. Take responsibility for that. And um if you feel drained and bogged down by, you know, people constantly posting about it or people constantly talking about how they feel, you know, take a step back from it. Take a step back from social media and the news and just do for yourself. And um, yeah, I just want to encourage you in that. And I And I also feel really strongly to add here that if you feel like you want to do something and you want to give back, I think one of the greatest things you can do is take care of yourself first. Take care of yourself first. Start by every day being intentional. How can I be the best version of myself so that I can then pour into other people? Whether you have a community, a podcast, a family, if you're a wife, if you're a coworker, if you're a parent, whatever it is, right? How can you show up for yourself first so that you can go out into your day and into the world and and spread as much positivity and love and be as Christ-like as possible. You can't do that if you start your morning scrolling through social media and watching videos of people being killed and hurt in protests. You're going to stir up anger in your heart. You're going to stir up violence and hatred and and hopelessness in your heart if you start your morning like that. So I would encourage you, if you are starting your morning like that, to just make some shifts, you know, make some shifts and see how you feel and see how you can show up differently um, if you start your day differently. And I also want to encourage you that if you feel compelled to create something at this time, like if you're like, I just need an outlet to talk to other people who are feeling this, or I just need, I just wish this was available, or I want to do something, I want to get involved, do those things, you know, do those things. If you feel led to start a petition, or if you feel led to protest, if you feel led to um, create some type of a support group, 
do those things. Similar to what I was saying earlier, where like someone reached out to me saying that, you know, that's a topic they wanted to talk about. That's not my area of of focus because I know that for me, those topics for me is something that I really struggle with. And it's not something that I can show up as my best self and just hold space for people in that way. So I choose not to talk about that stuff on my platform. This is probably the most that I've ever talked about the virus and the protests and all of this type of stuff in the history of crazy stuff happening in the world. I never talk about that type of stuff on my, on my, um, in my content and on my profiles because I know where I stand on the issue. A lot of times it's a constant, a constant um, practice for me to maintain my peace in that area. So I'm not going to create something from a place where I don't feel like I'm grounded and secure and I can really show up and hold space. That's why I choose to focus on the self-care element of this. But I will encourage you that if you feel called to create it, to create it. If you feel called to have that support group, have that support group. Do what you feel led to do because we really have the ability. When we're showing up as our best selves and with our best intentions in mind, we have the ability to change lives. I know you may not feel that way sometimes. I know it may not seem that way, but we have the ability to change lives. So follow that conviction. Follow that little that little seed that you feel inside that's saying, I really wish this existed. Be the solution to that problem that you see. Be the solution to that thing that you feel like is missing in the world and in the conversation. Create that thing because someone else is probably wishing for the same exact thing that you are. So create it if that's where you're, what you're feeling led to do. Okay, that was a very long rant. <laughs> Number eight, prayer. I feel like this is, I don't even really have to get too deep into this. But prayer for me is huge. It's something that I'm doing every day. It's something that I'm doing multiple times a day. It's something that when I don't have words, when I don't have, um, when I don't have the answers, when I'm just like, I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand what is happening. I feel so much pain. I feel so much anger. I feel so much hurt. Prayer is where I go to get to return back to balance, to get back to a state where I can feel grounded and clear and to do things like this, right? If I don't pray, I stay in that space of anger. I stay in that space of hurt. I stay in that space of disappointment. But when I pray, it's like I'm bringing myself back to center and then I can function in my highest capacity for myself and for others. Number nine is journaling. Journaling is huge. It's similar to prayer for me. It's like I have to get out the anger and emotions and feelings. Really, all of these things are just ways to get out and move the energy that you feel in your body, that overwhelming sensation that you have when you think about what's happening in the world. These are just ways to allow that to flow through you. And journaling is a great way to do that. Um, I'm also going to be posting an episode about how to start and commit to a journaling practice. So if that's something that you're not super familiar with or comfortable with doing, that episode might be of assistance to you. So look out for that as well. Finally, number 10 is to watch movies and TV shows that add joy and laughter and love into your life. 
For me, what I've been watching lately on Netflix is this show called Magic for Humans. It is a great mental escape. It is a great way to just kind of like ease your mind from what's happening in the world and just get lost in magic. Because to me, it's actually really fun and really cool to see this guy, you know, doing these magic tricks on these complete strangers. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know if this is real. I think they have some, you know, some camera stuff going on. But Either way, it's really cool to watch and it's really funny. The host is just so funny. Um, and then as far as movies, uh, uh, what else am I watching? Um, I watched Uncut Gems on Netflix the other night. That's a great movie. It's kind of violent though, but it is a great movie and it kind of has some humor in there as well. Um, i trying to think what else did I watch on Netflix recently? Oh, there's this movie on Netflix called Uncorked, which is really good. It's very like, again, that mental escape. You kind of just get lost in the storyline. Um, yeah, so those are some of the things that I've been watching recently. Also, I've been catching up on Insecure. I have a bunch of thoughts about that show, but that's neither here nor there. But that's something else that I have been watching that has been, you know, a great mental escape from what's going on in the world to some extent. So those are some of the things that I wanted to mention. Also, I'll add in here a little um, bonus thing that really brings me joy. And that is podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. Some of my favorite podcasts is number one, Hidden Brain, which is like a psychology based podcast is so just like you learn so much from it. And a lot of times they talk about topics that are not relevant to, you know, the day to day things that are happening. So you can just learn about random topics, which I think is really cool. Um, another one that I really enjoy is the friend zone with um, Hey Friend, Hey, Dustin and Asante. And they do touch on current events sometimes. However, they have different segments. So they talk about music, they talk about TV, they talk about um, mental health. It's just a great, uh, I think all around podcast. If you're looking for something that kind of includes a lot of different topics. So those are the things that I wanted to share as my self-care practices that have really been getting me through and holding me together during this time of chaos. Um, I pray that these tips have been helpful for you or even just listening to my podcast. I hope my podcast is a sense of relief for you in some way. And um, if it has been, make sure you leave a review and a rating on iTunes so that the show can get uh, spread to more and more people and also share with a friend, you know, send them this link. If someone you think they might need a little self-care in their life right now, share the link with them. And thank you for listening. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed recording it and chatting with you. So I will talk to you very soon. Please take care of yourself. Um and be well. Before we get any further into this episode, I want to share with you a resource that I've been using called Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is a solution for people seeking traditional mental health counseling who would prefer hearing from the perspective of a Christian. If you are seeking a mental health professional who is a practicing Christian, Faithful Counseling may be a great option for you. I'm going to share a few details about this app in case you're interested in checking it out. One of the best things is that you can start communicating in under 24 hours. This is not a crisis line and is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online with real therapists. 
One of the best things also is that there is a broad range of expertise and faithful counseling's counselors network, which may not be locally available in some areas. However, the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. And you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, as with traditional therapy. Faithful Counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change your counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available for those who need assistance. Faithful Counseling wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read some of their testimonials that are posted daily, or you can listen to my personal review that I shared a few years ago, I think, maybe like a year or so ago, um, before this collaboration came about, and you can learn about my personal experience. If you're interested in signing up and joining over half a million people who are taking charge of their mental health with the help of a professional, uh, use my link getfaithful.com slash soul beauty. Again, if you're interested in taking charge of your mental health, use my link getfaithful.com slash soul beauty. By using my link, you will get 10% off your first month of sessions. And again, that's getfaithful.com slash soul beauty. Back to the episode.